0: Today's class is on Tehillim Kuf Chof Alif Psalm 121. The Baal Shem Tov teaches that each person has their own psalm based on their age. So when a baby is born, you start with Psalm 1. When you turn bat mitzvah at age 12, you have Psalm 13. When you become bar mitzvah at 13, you have Psalm number 14. At 18, when you get married, you have Psalm 19. Your first child, 19, Psalm 20. So each year, based on your age, you have your psalm. This is a teaching of the Baal Shem Tov. The Rebbe introduced a concept that the psalm not only ends when a person leaves this world, but even in heaven, the neshama, the soul, continues to have birthdays. And therefore, the children... And the students can continue to connect with that soul by reciting Psalms. When my grandfather, Rabbi Yaakov Yodahech, passed away, one of my uncles asked the Rebbe and informed the Rebbe of different things and resolutions that they took upon themselves. And the Rebbe added, in addition to all of the above, to also continue to recite his Psalm based on his birthday. The Rebbe is now celebrating his 120th birthday. And therefore we, his disciples, his chassidim, his followers, recite every day his psalm. Along with our own psalm for our birthday, we also recite the Rebbe's psalm for his birthday. This year's psalm is Psalm 121, being that the Rebbe is 120 years old. I want to make mention that this year is a very significant year because Moshe Rabbeinu was 120 years when he passed away. But that year, right after he passed away, the Jewish people entered into the land of Israel. It was the 120th year of Moshe Rabbeinu that the Jewish people entered into the land of Israel. And what was the first complete day in the land of Israel? The first complete day in the land of Israel was yud Aleph nissan on the 11th day of Nissan, the Rebbe's birthday. Oh. They crossed the Yarden, they crossed the Jordan on the 10th of Nissan. And the 11th of Nissan was the first complete day in the land of Israel. So this year is a very significant year. It's a year that adds to our belief and trust in Hashem that Mashiach mm-hmm. will come and we too This year will be in the land of Israel. Psalm 121 begins with the words, Shir Lamalus, a song of ascent. Now there are 15 songs of ascent. These 15 songs of ascent, Yaakov Avinu would recite every day while he worked for Lava. And the Levites, every day in the Holy Temple, would stand on the 15 steps, And they would sing these 15 songs. However, of all the 15 Shir Hamalos, of all of these 15 songs of ascent, this song, 121, is unique because rather than saying Shir Hamalos, like all the other ones start, it says Shir Lam with a Lamid instead of the He. So comes the question to mind, what is the significance Of the Lamid over there. There are many interpretations. We begin with Rashi, the classic commentator, who says that Shil Lam is a a hint to the steps of ascent which go from under the Eitzachayim, the tree of life, until the Kiseya God's throne. And these are the steps that in the world to come the tzaddikim will go up these steps to become one with god with the and therefore it says with a lamid implying that there are 30 steps 30 steps because the gamatriya of Lamid is 30 30 steps that they will climb and ascend to go to the throne of god the the tells us that the lamid which means 30 represents the concept of kingship. As we know that kingship is acquired with 30 qualities. And the word Yehuda, who was the king of Israel, if you add up Yehuda, you have Yud, it's 10. He is 5. Right? Vav and Dalit is 10. How much is that? 25. 25. And then you have the He, another 5. 30. What's the Gamatiya? 30. 30. Yehuda is 30. He was the first king. And so every other king that follows in the footsteps of Yehuda also has these 30 qualities. But the ultimate king, as the Rebbe points out, will be the Melech HaMashiach. And he will truly manifest these 30 qualities of kingship. So therefore, the Tehillim here is an allusion to the world to come, an allusion to the coming of Mashiach. Furthermore, Lam Malois, the Song of Ascent, it doesn't say Shir but LaMalois. Right. Wow. As the commentaries explain, an ascent that goes higher and higher, yet higher. The other Shir HaMalois, there's ups, there's also downs. But this Shir LaMalois is an up, that there's never a down. It goes higher and higher, representing that there will be no exile after this, Gaula, after this redemption. Other highs, other redemptions, was followed by exiles. But this Gullah, this redemption will be La will be forever and ever higher and higher. She Einai I raise my eyes upon the mountains. What are the mountains? El number one, a beautiful insight. El Haharim is El Hahoidim. Hahorim parents. I lift up my eyes to my parents. A person always must think about their parents, his grandparents, the zaytis and Babis, who sacrificed their lives for Yiddishkeit, for Torah and Mitzvahs, and to have their image before their very eyes. But the Yalquh tells us, the mountain represents the Melech HaMashiach. And he is compared to a mountain, as it says in Zechariah, Zechariah, Chapter 4, verse number 7. Me Who are you? The great mountain. So we are waiting for the great mountain, Mashiach, to bring the great salvation. So this is the idea of Shir Esa Inai Again, underscoring the idea of the Mashiach. What do we say? verse number two after we say verse number one lift up your eyes upon the mountains ma'ayin yovei ezri from where will come my salvation answers the psalmist ezri miyim Hashem or you say shamayim v'aretz salvation is from God the maker of heaven and earth now there's a lot of concepts here to talk about in the actual first verse ma'ayin yovei ezri there are two ways to read this Ma'ayin Ezri from where will come my salvation is a question but Ma'ayin Ezri is also an answer that Ezri, my salvation comes from the level of Ayin as it says in the Gemara Ein there is no Mazel for the Jewish people what does that mean? There's no mazal for the Jewish people. That the level of our mazal is from the level of ayin. From the level of ayin. The level of ayin is a level of atika kadisha, a very, very high level in the level of God's crown. And it says, pertaining to the level of ayin, less mala bahayatika. The Zohar says there is no left side when we talk about the level of atik. Right represents kindness. Left represents judgment. When Ayn, when the salvation comes from the level of Ayn, it's a salvation that is only good and it is a salvation that is good at all times. There's no limitations. At all times and only good. So this is the salvation that we want. Now, ayin Ezri, the salvation comes from the level of ayin. A story is told that Rabbi Zev Greenglass, a famous mashpia in Montreal, had a bachor. There was a boy in the yeshiva that was sick. And he wrote to the Rebbe numerous times, and there was no answer. When Rabbi Greenglass came in for Yur Aleph Nisin, the Rebbe's birthday, when he came into Crown Heights for the Fabrenger to celebrate the Rebbe's birthday, he went into Rabbi Chadekov, who was the Rebbe's secretary, and he mentioned to him that there was a boy in the yeshiva who's not well, and that I wrote on his behalf numerous times, but the Rebbe never responded. But, but I want to say the following, he says, that you should know it says in Tehillim, Ma'ayin Yavay Ezri. Ma'ayin stands for Me'yud Alef Nisr. Yezri, That the salvation comes from Yur, Aleph, Nisan. The three letters of Ayin is Yur, Aleph, the 11th, and Nun is Nisan, the month of Nisan. From the 11th of Nisan, the Rebbe's birthday, comes all the brachas from God. Rabbi Hadikov wrote this down, went into the Rebbe, and a few minutes later he came out with a bracha. And this young man, Baruch Hashem, became healthy and got married, and today is a grandfather (coughs) of many grandchildren. So yazri, the day of Yura al Nisim is truly a day designated for remarkable blessings. <clears throat> the verse continues, Ezri mi yim ha-shem, The salvation is from God, the creator of heaven and earth. Now if it says the salvation is from God, why must the psalmist continue by saying the creator of heaven and earth? He could have said, The salvation is from the creator of heaven and earth, or the salvation is from God. First of all, to tell the story of my grandfather, Rabbi J.J. Hecht Allah Shalom. My grandfather once wrote to the Rebbe pertaining to a very, very difficult situation that he had. In the NCFJE, in the National Committee for the Furtherance of Jewish Education. And he wrote to the Rebbe a few short, strong words Rebbe, Ma'ayin Ezri, Rebbe, from where will come my salvation? And the Rebbe circled Ma'ayin and made a few question marks and says, Look at the pasuk, the next Passover, Ilim. It says in the Tehillim, "Asdimi the salvation will come from God. What do you mean, where is it going to come from? Continue reading, "Asdimi salvation will come from God. Or you say, Shemayim God is the creator of heaven and earth. What is the Tehillim telling us here? It doesn't say, the one who created heaven and earth but rather the creator in the present tense. As you know, the teaching of the Baal Shem-tiv, that forever the words of God are in the heavens. And therefore, those words recreate the world every moment. And just like God is creating the world every moment anew, so to every moment anew, he is thinking about you, and he's concerned about every one of his creations, and therefore he is going to provide for you all of the salvations. Furthermore, the salvation is not only Miim Hashem, Havaya, God, which the name Havaya means past, present, and future all together wrapped up in one, which could allude to a level of godliness that is above the world but sometimes the salvation doesn't enter into the world. The potential is there. It's like writing out the check and putting it in the mail, but the check is in the mail. It never got to the bank. So, Havaya sometimes can represent a level of godliness which is beyond the world. (laughs) All you say, it implies that even the heaven and the earth will help you. That within the realms of nature, which is earth, And within the realms of spirituality and the nations of the world and the people around you are going to help you too. Why? Because God created and creates, Oisei, now, Shemayim va'aretz, he creates the heavens and the earth and the nations. And therefore, you will have salvation. And there are many, many shluchim, there are many emissaries that carry out God's kindness and God's blessings. it goes on to say and you should know that this God neither slumbers nor sleeps the guardian of Israel thus the title of my book on Tefillin, Guardian of Israel from here God is not neither slumbers nor sleeps this is a hint to the mezuzah that protects us and watches over us. If you have a mezuzah on your house, it will protect you. You know why? Because normally a king of basar Vidam of flesh and blood, needs guards to protect the king. But we, our king protects us. We can sleep at night, very, very calmly. And God is up, because he ne layon yon He neither slumbers nor sleeps. Hashem, shemrecha, Hashem Tzilcha, Al Yad Yiminecha. It says over here that God is your guardian. And God is your shadow. At your right hand. Again, implying the mezuzah at your right hand. Also, the right hand implying kindness. When we do acts of kindness... This causes God to do acts of kindness to you. Now this here has a very profound insight. In verse number 5, Hashem Tzilcha, God is your shadow. There's a famous teaching of Rabbi Levi, and he says like this, God is your shadow. When you walk in the street, and it's a nice beautiful day like today, and the sun is shining, when you move your hand, Your shadow moves together with you. Now the same is true with you and God. God is exactly your shadow. If you're joyous, God will be joyous to you. If you believe in him, he will react to your belief. If you are kind to others, he will be kind to you. And therefore says the Rebbe, a Jew that has betochem, that has trust in God that God will give you Parnassah, God will give you your livelihood, you'll get it. The moment you have Daigo, the moment you become worried, how am I going to have my Parnassah? Where is it coming from? I can't sleep. I can't be nice to people. I can't talk to my spouse. I can't do homework with my kids. I'm too worried about paying the bills. God says, you have Daigo? I'll give you Daigo, plenty of Daigo. Work, yeah, you have to work. You have to daven, you have to study Torah. You have to live your life like a Jew. But, as A yid has to be constantly joyous and serve God with joy. Now you ask yourself, how can I do that? That is the command. And that is what God demands of us. And if he demands of us, it means that we have the capacity to carry and juggle two opposites. We are a nation of contradiction because we are the smallest of the nations, yet we have survived all the other nations. It's not logical. We work the least hours of any nation. Every day is Shabbos and Yomtiv and Erev Yomtiv and after Yomtiv and cleaning up for Yomtiv and now putting away the dishes after Yomtiv. And, and now we have to think about the next Yomtiv. And we, I'm challenged to pay to Israel. So I have to go a week early. i got to come home a week late. So when do you work? Doesn't matter. Baruch Hashem, the money comes in, the Panosah comes in, and you have enough money to pay you for a matzah. Tomatoes now went up to forty pounds and dollars a pound, and now fifty dollars a pound. We don't care. We have no daiga. It doesn't intimidate us. Why? Hashem pays my bill. Credit card. Very simple. (laughs) He can't have daiga. No daiga. Only simcha. This is what is demanded of us. Why? God is your shadow. You'll be happy. God will give you excuses to be happy. You want to be sad. He will give you excuses to be sad. Now, obviously, it's easier said than done. But this is what is required of us. And it's important to know that. Knowing that is the first step. And now the second step is to put it into action. And each one of you, and me, and us, have the free choice to choose joy or choose the opposite. So, Hashem, God is your shadow. He goes on to say, verse number seven God will protect you from all evil, from sickness. He will protect your soul from death, from COVID, from war, from strife, from crazy shooters in the streets. I've said this story many times and it's important to say it again you can't walk around in the streets with daiga, with, with, with anxiety with sadness, with worry you have to trust that Hashem is protecting you it was at the beginning of World War II and the Bachem came to Atavatsk and the bombs began to fall in Poland and the Friedrich Rebbe told the boys go back to America turn around, go back to America. They said, we just came today and the bombs began to fall. He said, you should know that every bomb has an address and the address is not yours. And every one of those boys made it back. Every bullet has an address. Every shooter has an address. You know something, it's not your address. If you have a kosher mezuzah on your door, and if it hasn't been checked within the last 12 months, make sure you do it. Kosher tefillin should be checked every year. And you learn Torah every day, you give tzedakah, you are protected. You can't walk around as a misery. You can't walk around with daidya, with worry. You have to walk around with confidence that God is protecting me. Furthermore, Hashem Hashem will guard your departure and your arrival as the Rebbe points out that in the Zoya it says that this is again the secret of the mezuzah that Hashem will watch you when you go out and then when you come in in other words the objective of the mezuzah is to protect you outside first and then inside secondly. How long until eternity, until the end of the days of the world, until the coming of Mashiach? I had a friend who unfortunately was robbed by gunpoint in his house. His family was tied up. And the, the, the burglars stole money from the safe and they left. And I told him, did you check your mezuzahs? tells me, for what reason? Nobody died. Baruch Hashem, we came out unscathed. I said to him, the fact that the burglars entered your house, there's a problem. He says, wow, I didn't think about that. He checked his mezuzahs. One door was missing a mezuzah. Others needed some work. He called me back to thank me for encouraging him to check his mezuzahs. So, this is the meaning of Psalm 121. Say it every day. Think about all of these Kabonis, all of these interpretations. And this will give us strength to be able to truly overcome all the challenges in the world, all the Covid's and all the wars in the Ukraine, and all the crazy shooters out there. That Hashem will truly protect us. Hashem Yishmer And we will see as we began Sheila that we will see very soon all of these steps leading up to the keys covered with the Kami of Mashiach, from Heir on me.